Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, whatever you like to be preferred as. Welcome. We welcome you to college. Except football. Mario Lopez. Except Mario Lopez. Except Mario Lopez. You were not allowed to listen to our podcast. You're one. Yes. Um, <laughs> back to the back to the topic. Week three college football is coming up. I have to admit, Zach, I've been following college football since I was probably like seven years old with Florida State. This has been one of the most electric. Week zero to week two so far that I can recall with upsets and crazy close games. And it's just been good. It has been a lot of good matchups. Yeah. A lot of good games. Like there's, it's been entertaining. I sat down all day Saturday and was just like all day. Yeah. Uh, I got to admit, just from a Florida State side of things, like, you know, you're usually used to just like weeks zero through six, just dominating and just being like, oh, yeah, like we'll pay attention forever. I kind of like being like kind of subpar and like working your way up to being some of the better teams because you honestly don't know how games are going to go week in and week out. And it leaves that level of excitement going into games. Um, And I think we've been seeing that with a lot of teams throughout the year. I mean, every time we turn on the TV, despite spreads or whatever, like it, it feels like we're always tuning in to like something that's going to be ESPN worthy or something that's going to get a highlight uh, reel out of. And I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing out of football. And maybe it's just because we've been a lot more focused on the backgrounds of games. You know, we've been more, um, if I guess, infatuated with um, teams' histories, you know, the players involved, things along those lines. But we de- we've definitely been blessed up to this point. But before we move into week three, Let's go back over some of the week two matchups. We had some surprises. You know, we we took our L's. We also won a lot. Um, I believe our overall record on games now, in college football at least, is 32-9. and nine. I'll have to – 32-13. 32-13, and 13, sorry. But let's get right into it. First game that we watched, Alabama versus Texas. It was in Texas. And we took the spread at minus 20. And let me tell you, it dropped, it dropped to 14 and a half uh, by game time. Okay. Okay. But still, still did not work out good. Um, I'm going to admit, I think if Texas had Quinn er- uh, in the game from like the entire time, I think they may have gotten it done. You know, even with their backup quarterback, who is literally throwing off one leg, um, he was still doing pretty good, but, I don't think it was because Texas necessarily was that much better than Alabama. I just think Texas played its best football and still wasn't able to beat an Alabama team that was playing abysmally. I mean, that was, I believe, Nick Saban's worst penalized game in his entire tenure at Alabama. I think it was like 14-something penalties for over 100-something yards. Yeah, just not a really um, concise way to play football. And then you saw after the game, the Alabama players doing horns down to the guys. He's screaming at them. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. He's like, we literally, we literally barely won and you're doing that shit. But um, yeah, I was really disappointed with Alabama. Um, we'll get into the rankings later for why they dropped. But yeah, and, uh, I'll my, let you get your part on it. And then I'll give, I'll I need to, uh, uh, part of being a man, you know, I'm reading uh, 12 Rules of Life by Jordan B. Peterson right now. Um, I think everyone that wants to grow as a person, both physically and psychologically, needs to read it. It's extremely good. And one of those things is being truthful and admitting when you're wrong and not to admit that you're wrong to prove to people, but admit that you're wrong in the aspect of, you know, when you win, you, 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 you take it. When you lose, you take it. And I need to, I need to go out and apologize to Quinn Ears 
Um, I know you don't listen to our podcast or even know that we exist as human beings, but I've talked <laughs> a lot of shit about you this past six months. And I apologize because my friend, you balled out that game and you got hurt, which, which I'm surprised you didn't break his collarbone because he had his arm collapse and fell on his shoulder. And that's illegal in wrestling because it'll literally snap your collarbone. Um, but he's supposed to be back in like six weeks. Um, I just want to say I do apologize for everything I said. Um, I wish I could go back and take it back, but you can't. You are fucking legit, as you showed. And I hope for a great recovery and you gained a fan in me. You, tur- you turned an enemy into a fan in Grayson Fisher. Um, I do like with what you said, though, Zach, about not te- – everyone's like, oh, my God, Texas played so good. Yeah, they did. But when you're the number one team in the country and you hear it a lot from, like, from, from fighters that are number one or the champ – Anytime you perform on the field, no matter who you're playing, you're going to get the absolute best from that team because they want everything they can to beat you. It's it, This game would have been a lot different, I think, if Alabama was an unranked team or if it was like a an LSU or something. I, I don't know if we would have seen the same Texas. But since since everything was on, like there were so many implica- – uh, not implications. There's so many things on the line. You know, Sarkeesian wanting to beat Nick Saban. He even said mm-hmm. it in the pregame interview. I'm hoping to impress and, and make Saban proud by how I coach this game. You know, so it shows how much that meant to him. Um, I think I think it showed the dominance of Alabama's defense, which I feel like we didn't really have last year. Um, but it showed the weakness in their offense as well. And it really showed how much it hurt losing um, Jamison and, and Mechie in their offense. So do I think Alabama – I'm seeing I'm seeing posts like Alabama's playoff run is done. Dude, they won the game. Like, I, I understand it was close and they were supposed to blow – they won the game. It's ugly or not, if they won by 100 or if they won by one, they still won the game, you know? And they're going to be fine. Nick Saban is the king of adjustments. I, I have full faith in Alabama. I think they'll be fine. I was a little torn because I, I kind of – I like watching Alabama lose to stir up the pot in college football, but I could not watch Texas win. Like, I couldn't yeah. – I, I hate Texas more than I like seeing Alabama win. Yeah. Um, even after the game, though, I was still mad because I am completely against the idea of if you lose a game and you're an unranked team, you do not deserve to be ranked. Yeah. I don't care. You don't, I, I don't get rewarded for losing. Yes. Yes. I don't like that. That's part of like the thing I hate the most is like I, I kind of view it as like a participation trophy or like a, a reward for just like showing up and doing good. Like, no, like. You like you you were expected to lose by a certain amount of points, and yeah, you didn't lose by as much as people thought you were going to do, but you still fucking lost. You still lost. Like, yeah, you you're, still you're lost. A lo- yeah, you're a loser. Like you can take the moral victory if you want, saying like, "Oh yeah, well we didn't lose as bad as we should." You you can take it elsewhere. I don't care. Like you lost. You do not deserve to be ranked. And I get some of the arguments. People will be like, "Oh well, it did prove that you know there's not." so-and-so amount of teams better than them in the country. I completely agree. But guess what? You get a chance to prove that next week, yeah, not the, on the week dude, that you lost. Still, what? There's still 14 weeks in the season? Like, yeah. You're chilling. Like, there's so much time. If Texas wins yeah. out, they're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah. So, I don't get why. Like, I'm only upset because it takes away from teams that actually won and are, have continued to, you know, ball out and earn their spot on that top 25 rankings. Because for a lot of teams – they're going to go 4-0, and and the only time they're even going to get a chance to be ranked is during those four weeks, and then they'll never probably sniff it afterwards. They'll probably lose out or something along those lines. I saw a tweet, Zach, that 
it's literally exactly like what you're saying. It was like if we're gonna reward Texas for losing to Alabama, then why isn't App State ranked for beating Texas A&M? Yeah, yeah. What? What? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh my god, it's such a joke. But moving on from that, we got a ton of other games to cover. We had number sixteen Arkansas over South Carolina, forty-four to thirty. We took Arkansas's minus eight and a half, I believe, going into the game, and mm-hmm. they surely covered. You know, we I liked what I saw out of them coming into uh, – or, sorry, coming out of the – who did Arkansas play last week? South Carolina. Oh. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah, yes, sorry. They've looked good through two weeks of football. The quarterback, KJ exceptional quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Legit. And I don't know if you saw that video of him, but I've never laughed harder where he was like, you sweating? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, I don't sweat. He's like, I'm made in a lab. And I was like, oh, yeah. Dude, like, but oh, yeah, the thing is, is Spencer Rattler is going to Spencer Rattler, dude. He threw for one touchdown and one interception, 24 for 39, 376 yards. It's like, all right, three fumbles. Dude, like, I don't like, – the kid is – he's got – we say it week in and week out. He has the tools. He has the arm. He has the vision. He has it all. He just forces so much. And from what you said, like, KJ Jefferson, dude, I don't think he could have played a more perfect game. 18 for 21, 162 yards with a touchdown. And then 67 rushing yards with a touchdown. I mean, one, two, three, four guys with rushing touchdowns in that game. Yeah. Arkansas's no, offense he... is just opening up, and they they showed it in the Cincinnati game. They showed it last year when they played well all season. Arkansas is a legit contender. They are very legit. They need to tighten up their defense, but their offense is fucking – when you got everyone can score, it makes it so hard as a defense to focus on somebody. You know, and Jefferson yeah. gets everyone touching the ball. I, I like the Arkansas team. I like their head coach a lot, too. I like him a lot. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but I like him. I mean, what I saw going into the game is – or not into the game, but into the season is I thought their running attack was going to be their primary point of focus um, throughout the season. You know, I thought they'd really dominate the clock, um, really control the game in that matter. But KJ, like you said, KJ Jefferson's really um, stepped up in all areas, you know, as a leader, as a quarterback. Like, he's just really been able to corral these guys, and I think – uh, Arkansas has a really good chance moving forward to make an impact in the SEC. You know, I, I personally, I think the SEC is really overrated. I mean, it is one of the best conferences in football, but I think, you know, the constant deriding of the college football committee and just how they do their rankings. I mean, like we talk, we'll get more into rankings specifically later, but just the amount of SEC teams in the top 25, like are, are any of them really truly deserving of where they're at? Like personally, I don't think so. But moving forward from there, we had we had one of our ups, upsets that we predicted, um, but we also were wrong in some aspects of this game. I thought the over was surely hitting. Considering I don't think we, picked, just, we didn't pick the over though, did we? I believe we did. Damn. No, yeah, I thought because, we just hit App State plus twenty. Maybe. I'm gonna peep right maybe. now. I'm gonna peep right now. Yeah, but anyway, I'll say some stuff about this. Yeah, uh, Jimbo Fisher and. Uh, no, we did. Yeah, we did pick the over. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's just because the week before, you know, App State that UNC game, uh, I thought App State's offense was incredible, and I thought it was going to be a shootout guaranteed. But um, you know, I I actually sent that TikTok to you, Grayson. Of um, I, it was like App State only has a certain amount of Power Five wins in the last year. Arkansas State only has a certain amount of Power Five wins in the last year, and it was. I think it was one or two more programs where like it was like, it was like Louisiana Lafayette. It was like some weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then it was like, and all in common is they've all beaten Texas A&M. So Texas A&M continues to be absolute middle of the pack dog shit in regards to playing non-Power 5 teams. I think think if they weren't in the SEC, they would never sniff a top 10 ranking ever, ever. And it just goes to what we say. I mean, if you've been following our podcast or even anything with me and Zach in general, we've been saying it from the beginning. They start off and go eight and four every year, and it's the same fucking trend. And I and I don't, I don't. It, it, this just goes to prove that Jimbo Fisher won a national title with 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 uh, with with Bobby Bowden's players. That's all this proves. Mm. He has the, he has the number one recruiting class, so he literally like on paper has the best players in college football on his team, and he can't do it. And dude, this 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 quarterback, Chase Bryce. At App State is fucking legit, dude. 15 for 30, 134, four and a half uh, average and a touchdown. No turnovers. No turnovers. Dude, they were freaking balling. They kept the ball moving. And the thing is, is is when you're an App State team playing Texas a yeah, you're not scoring a lot. It's 17-14 score. But you didn't shy down. You would go three and out, come back, drive the field. You, you stayed in their face the whole game. And, dude, this Texas yeah. A&M quarterback, King, atrocious atrocious bro 13 for 20 for 97 yards he had a 21.3 qbr yeah atrocious bro they couldn't do anything they're they're all and the thing is is app state's fucking legit dude i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and act like they're not they beat unc their top 15 team but your Texas a&m if their defense gave you struggles it's gonna be a long season in the sec with some big boy defenses i mean yeah i just it just shows that Texas A&M is exactly what we said they are. They're nothing special. They're the same team they're always going to be. Um, talking point I wanted to bring up, Texas A&M missed the game-tying field goal. Terrible kick, by the way. Terrible. And Garvey. I saw – yeah, literally, guard, like nowhere even close. And it wasn't even blocked. I thought it was blocked. I, I thought yeah, it, it was looked, blocked. You know, it looks like it was blocked, and then you go and watch it, and no one touched it. He just fucking yeah. shanked it. But um, which is kind of ironic because they had that crazy game-winning field goal against Alabama last year. But um, I saw a TikTok. I can't remember the guy, so I'm sorry. But he said that he believes kickers should not be in the sport of football. He goes, "How is it fair that there's 11 guys on offense and 11 guys on defense that are getting their bodies abused and and throwing their bodies in the line and doing all this work for a kicker that doesn't do anything to miss a field goal and they lose the game?" He's like, there, "There's no impact. It's pointless. They don't do anything." And he went on this rant about it. And I don't know how you feel about it, Zach, but I'm completely against that. I think kickers are a huge part of the game. I think they're extremely beneficial. And I think it's it's what makes football interesting. And someone someone commented like, yeah, that's like saying you should remove goalies in soccer. It's like it, it doesn't work. If you yeah. If you really don't believe in your kicker, go for it. No one's making yeah. you kick. You don't have to kick. That's not a rule. There's teams that – there's literally a high school team that doesn't kick or punt the ball. You don't have to. Okay, and also, yes, I agree. The kicker is not on the field as much as the rest of the team, not and they're not getting hit and stuff. But their margin of error is so much smaller. You understand that? It's so much smaller. They get two opportunities a game. Two. This kicker for for fucking App State had made one field goal. So like, you could be a quarterback and throw a pick and still have a Heisman worthy game. You have one bad kick as a field goal kicker, your season's over. It's way more psycho. Yeah, it's not as physical, but it's way more psychological. And I'm sorry, I, yeah. I just think it's stupid to say kickers are pointless, and that's a horrible take. I mean, the way I look at it, if you take away kickers, um, Tom Brady loses three, four of his Super Bowls. I mean, 
that's pretty much all you need. There, like so, like yes, you could say so many games are lost on kicking, but so many games are won as well. Like honestly, like it's worth half a little less than what half a touchdown's worth. So if you really wanted the points that bad, go for it. But I mean, it, it's part of the game. If you don't want to kick, don't let your team get in a situation that it's a field goal game. Yeah, you know, and like, you know, if you care that much, guess what? Become a booster for your school. If they go to hire a coach, be like, hey, does this guy kick field goals? Oh, he does. Guess what? I'm not putting my booster money in. Hire a coach that doesn't kick. Guess what? That's what you can do. You know, you want to sit there on your couch and bitch moan and complain about all this shit. Well, uh, how about you do something about it? But you won't. You'll, you'll just sit there and bitch moan and complain like you usually do. You know, shout out any Texas football fan ever. Including the Dallas Cowboys. It's you just know. so funny. The, like, oh, the Dallas funny. Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys leading scorer is a dude named Maher. And the only reason I know his name is because of a Maher Maher Chevrolet commercial that used to come on as a kid. And he is the leading scorer for the Dallas Cowboys. Awesome. Jerry Jones pays your quarterback millions of dollars for your fucking kicker to be the leading scorer of your team. I don't want to hear it. No, and I, it's funny, Zach, because like we were just saying. All these Texas A&M fans are mad about that field goal and stuff and, like, saying, oh, we shouldn't have field goals, like, blah, blah, blah. But when you guys kicked the game-winning field goal versus Alabama, you guys were fucking partying your ass off and worshiping that kicker. With, I'll, I'll even argue this. You take away kickers, we don't get Auburn's kick six in the Iron Bowl, yeah. which, is one, which is one of the greatest college football moments in history. Or App State blocking Michigan's field Or goal. App State blocking Michigan's. Yeah. That yeah. was goaded. So goaded. Yeah. Um. You know what? We're next week. Next week we will compile the top five greatest moments in football that involved a kicking situation. I I, I got another one. When Michigan State blocked um, oh the punt from Michigan punt, when they blocked a punt yeah. and Jalen Watt Jackson returned it yeah for, for the, the touchdown dumb, to and he broke his hip. He broke the his surrender hip. cobra. The surrender cobra, dude. We could go. I could literally sit here and yeah, no, probably no, throughout I mean, the. Pod. That's a horrible take. That's a horrible take. You're a basic fan, or you were trying to get clicks, which I kind of respect. But either way, it's a horrible take. Horrible take. Horrible take. Kickers are very, very, very vital in the sport of football. Yeah. And whether or not they're vital to the team, they're still vital to the event of what's taking place. We have Cody – any Minnesota kicker ever who literally double doinks. Any Chicago kicker that double doinks. Like, in the NFL, we literally had kickers missing so many times that we had a goddamn tie. Dude, dude, not even the NFL. I, I, I'm pretty sure there was like 22 missed field goals this whole throughout college and NFL combined this weekend. Throughout the season, there's been so many, so many missed uh, field goals. Terrible. Terrible special terrible. teams. But you know but who special it. teams has been popping off? is Florida State. Hell yeah, baby. I used to have a coach, Coach Jason Lane. Shout out Coach Jason Lane, Wolfpack, baby. He always said he hates when people – he was always big on special teams. He goes, it's a third of the game. You, went, you, can, lose, you can lose in defense – but if you win offense, special teams, you win the game. Mm-hmm. It's a third of the game. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. But anyway, moving on from that game, we had number 24, Tennessee, uh, flew out to play number 27, excuse me, number 17, Pitt, and beat them in overtime 34 to 27. Um, Pitt had back to back extremely fun games to watch between the West Virginia game and this Tennessee game. I just don't think they're that good. I think losing Jordan Addison. And by the way, who's a freaking monster? We'll talk about him. When we get to USC game. Um, I think losing Jordan Addison, losing uh, Pickett, and losing the offensive coordinator really hit them hard. I still think they're a very solid team, and they'll probably finish in the top twenty-five. I just think there was kind of this hype train. I mean, De- Desmond Howard had them winning the ACC and going to the playoffs. Like, 
I just I don't think they were that good. I still think Tennessee's overrated, you know, and especially seeing how West Virginia just lost to Kansas and West Virginia almost beat Pitt. Um, I just don't I don't see it. It was a fun game to watch. It, it was extremely fun to watch. Um, I just don't I don't I think both these teams are overrated. And I think I think they're I think it's a little SEC bias, like you were saying, Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't really impressed by either team. Um, the game was fun to watch, you know, overtime win for Tennessee. I thought Pittsburgh kind of sold um, that fourth quarter and towards the end of the game. But you know how it is. These things happen. Um, it'll just give Tennessee fans um, a little more hype moving forward until evidently they're going to get shot in the back of the head because that, that is Tennessee football for you. You know, build as much hype as you want. You know, let the fans be as happy as possible and then just put them down. Put down old yeller, but it's fine. Moving forward from that game, we had Texas Tech going over to number 25 hosting, ranked Houston. Hosting, hosting. Oh, they hosted them. They hosted okay, sorry. Houston. Okay, yeah. So they hosted 25 Houston. Sorry about that. And pulled out a double overtime win, 33 to 30. I was extremely disappointed with Houston. I I thought Houston was going to get it done. You know, I thought they had a really disappointing game against UTSA. You know, UTSA was missing McCormick, their star player. And they should have taken full advantage of that. They didn't. Um, I didn't really get a chance to watch a ton of that game. You know, we had our own personal watching schedule of how we were going to sit down and approach the weekend. So we abide by that. But going back and watching the highlights, I just think Houston just isn't who I originally thought they were. Um, Yeah, I didn't didn't watch it, but I I was like glancing back and forth. I mean, Texas Tech went up and me and Zach were like, fuck, there goes our – there goes our picks. And yeah. then um and then Houston came back and then Tex Tech tied it and they went to overtime. I'm a big Dana Holgerson fan. He's the he's the head coach for uh for Houston. I like him a lot. He was the old coach at West Virginia when they had Trickett and they had Will Greer and they were they were really good. Um I like like Zach said, I thought Houston was gonna be good. They're about to go to the Big Twelve, so they're kind of like powering up and getting ready for that. Um, it was a good game, dude. It was a good game. It was fun. Uh, we still covered though. We had Houston plus four, which is huge. Um, but I, like you said, I am a little disappointed. I thought Houston was going to pull that. I thought Houston was going to pull that one out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing more to say on that game. I will say about this next game though. Iowa State and Iowa. Here, here's my one bit of, uh, tidbit advice for everyone. Just so they, uh, they know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure this is 100% accurate, so I don't look like an idiot. Um, if it'll ever pop up, where are their stats? Oh yeah, so Army is a triple option team, as you know. Even with the triple option, their quarterback Cade Ballard has 309 passing yards on the season. That is more than Iowa in their two games combined. Petrus, right? That's his name. Dog shit is what we can call him. So bad. He's so bad. Their defense is legit as fuck. Their defense is spectacular. So legit. So legit. But they can't move the fucking ball, dude. It's like boring. Dude, if if we said it in the last pod, if there's a game not to watch, it's whatever, it's whenever Iowa's playing. Don't watch Iowa football. They suck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I thought. Iowa's defense was going to come through again, and we were completely right. You know, they held Iowa State to 10 points, but you can't win games when your offense is only putting up seven. Yeah, and it wasn't even like Iowa State's defense held Iowa to seven points. It was like Iowa's offense held themselves to seven points. 
Yeah, it, like Iowa State literally could have ran out on the field and ran the same play every time, and I'm pretty sure Petras could not do anything different to save yeah, himself. It's, it's I don't I don't know what's good with them. They're usually a solid program, you know. They're usually really good and just. I want to know. They've had I want to know back to back games, dude. I want to know what the position battle is looking like in that quarterback room. Yeah, but I heard it, I heard they're starting the other kid. He's some Hispanic kid, and I heard he's just as bad. I heard he's just as bad, it, dude. It's got it's got to be like an Alex Moran situation where the kid just like wants to be the second string on the football team to get the clout for getting girls, but he doesn't want to start because he's like, oh, absolutely not. No, I'm not. I'm not getting murdered. Like I don't, I don't dude. Care. I don't know, but like they got to. It's it's got it's more than just the quarterback. Like we can sit here. The kid sucks. Don't get us wrong. He's obviously bad. But it's not just the quarterback's fault if only seven points are scored. That's a, that's the whole offense's fault. That's an entire like team fault. Yeah, and I guess I shouldn't be so harsh, but at the same time, no, no, know, no. He sucks, Zach. Listen, listen, listen. He sucks a lot. Yes, but he's not the single-handed reason why they lost that game. Yeah, but dude, oh my lord, it, it's just gotten to a point where like college football is such a quarterback-dominated. Um, it's just a quarterback-dominated league. Like in the NFL and college, like teams are only really looking at it. Like, yeah, but, and even if it's not though, your your quarterback is making the throws he needs to make. Yes, and he's yes, not even 100%. doing that. He's not even doing that. Like I was yeah. not asking Petrus. They're not like, yo, we need you to win us this game. No, they're like, we just need you to throw a couple of dumps off play action passes, and he can't even yeah. fucking do that. Yeah, he's the king of throwing seven yards short of the sticks, as I'd say. Um, moving forward, we had. Um, I'm not going to lie. This game, the Clocks podcast, our lives were on the line on this one. And we needed Big Blue Nation to have our backs. And let me tell you, Big Blue Nation pulled it off. They did. Um, I, okay, I don't really know if Big Blue Nation pulled it off or if Anthony Richardson just absolutely screwed his own team. Yeah, see, that's, um, that's the thing, too, is like, is like look, we. <clears throat> I'm extremely happy UF lost, okay? Fuck yes. you, Matt. I'm extremely happy UF <laughs> lost. We've been getting chirped at for two weeks now about UF. Okay, about I'm just I'm glad they lost, but I watched the game and it wasn't like and I like listen I love Stoops Bob Stoops at Kentucky. I like Will Levis. I like Kentucky. You hear me say it all the time, but they didn't look like they. It did not look like Kentucky went in there and beat Florida. It looked like Kentucky went in there and Florida just couldn't answer. That's what it looked. Yeah. Like. It wasn't um, like they went in there and, and mopped them or anything. Like they didn't do anything spectacular. Will Levis went 13 for 24, 200 yards with a touchdown and a pick. You know, like he didn't, yeah. like nothing was like, like crazy, but Anthony Richardson can't throw the fucking ball. He can't. He just can't throw the ball. He has yeah. zero throwing touchdowns on the entire season. He went 14 for 35 with 143 yards and two picks. Yeah. And a fumble. Let me, let me say this. I think. I want to put the blame on Richardson, but at the same time, your head coach, Billy Napier, has got to do a better job of understanding the situation of the game. You have a quarterback that's not really making the best decisions going into the second half. He's not really completing the passes he needs to make. And yet continuously in and out of your drives, you're going first and second down passes and forcing the ball into his hand and just not helping him out in any ways. You know, set up set up some easy completions for him. You know, run some slants, run some flood patterns like run screens to get the ball in receivers hands just so it gives them the confidence we'll find a way of making completions. We'll find a way to open up runs for him because he'll, he'll get Literally. more confident he'll get more confident throwing when he can run 
But dude, yes. six carries for four yards. You got yeah, like what? Are, dude, you know why they look so good versus Utah? He was running all over them, all over. Yeah. Now listen, uh, like obviously Kentucky's defense is better than Utah's, and obviously Kentucky did a better job at containing him. But you have to find a way. You st- when you have when he's your the face of your offense, you still find ways, even three four yard runs, just to get him comfortable. That's going to help his confidence, and that's going to help the, the. It's going to mess up the defense's focus. But they got, the kid should be running one six times, dude. Florida, yeah. Florida went unscored in the second half. They didn't score a single point in the second half. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that was really ticking me off is they kept bringing up the interview where they were talking to Anthony Richardson, and they were like. You know, it just really feels like my head coach really trusts me and these guys really trust me. Look, that's great. Your team can trust you all they want. They still have to be rational and understanding your skill set and what best benefits you. Are they even running read options with Anthony at quarterback? Dude, it, they- it looked like they were just like – like I said, I, I don't want to just shit on UF because they are – dude, as much as I don't like UF, they're still a solid program. Like I think – Solid. I still think Richardson's a good quarterback. I still think they're going to be good. I just think they're overhyped. That's all I'm saying. Yes. But the, thi- the thing is, is you could – it was like Kentucky showed UF we're shutting down your run, and instead of trying to like to like to like fight fire with fire, Kentucky UF was like, "All right, let's not even try it." You know, it wasn't yeah. like they even tried to attempt to to open him up. Yeah, and then it gets easier because if on first and second down you're trying to make these passes down that force the ball downfield mm-hmm. and they're incomplete. Guess what? Third and ten. Now I can bank on the pass because guess what even if you take off running we're going to run a key we're going yeah, to exactly. we're gonna run a, exactly. yeah we're going to run a spot we're going to run a contain to just keep you within the line to gain because guess what if you're inside your own 40 there's no way you're going for it on fourth down and and one there's, one thing i want to do to compare this to help grasp this better is i want to compare this to the baltimore ravens listen lamar jackson's a phenomenal thrower i'm not taking that away from him he's a way better thrower than than passer excuse me than Richardson is, but in the beginning of his career, he wasn't as confident yet. So they were doing they, uh, Harbaugh did a really good job at making sure their third downs were third and four and less. You have to do that same thing with Richardson. You can't be getting him in third and 12, third and t- third and 10. You have to make third down short because what that say, you even get third and one, you complete that. That's confidence. That's caught you a first year starting quarterback on a team has a lot of hype. He needs confidence. When he threw that pick six, you could see it in him and the whole offense. They were done. They were done. They, they were like, yeah. we don't know what to do anymore. We tried everything. It was just like they were just waiting out. They were just waiting for the clock to go down. You know, and yeah. you, can't, you can't be doing that. Kentucky's a good team. I think Florida's going to be fine. I think they're still going to have a good season, and they're going to make a bowl game. I think they're going to be good. I think Napier's – I think he's that guy. But mm-hmm. you have to work – you can't pretend and, and think Richardson is his potential without him even reaching that potential yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be like, no, I dude, agree. the kid has potential to be a great thrower. I agree, but he hasn't done it yet, so you need to work to what you have. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, moving forward, we had uh, number 10 USC taking on the University of Stanford. Shout out Elijah Higgins. He led all receivers for Stanford with, I believe, 53 receiving yards. And he also picked up 18 more on the ground. Um, they just don't feed him Stanford, enough, dude. They don't feed him yeah. enough at all. Yeah, but Stanford ended up losing that game uh, 41 to 28. The over did hit, as we said it would. Um, you know, and and we also offenses. we also picked the spread of minus eight for UC, USC, which hit also. Yes, so double double dubs uh, for the clock squad over there. Um, I got to be honest, I hate giving credit to USC just because I hate, I despise Lincoln Riley. I hate that man. 
with every ounce of my body. I hope he gets absolutely obliterated in a football game coming up. I hope they make the playoffs just so um, I can watch a team run through him. However, the talent on his roster is undeniable. Unbelievable. Caleb Williams has made huge strides. With 20 for 27 with 341 yards and four touchdowns. No interception. Yeah. Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison had seven catches for 172 yards with a 24.6 average catch and two touchdowns. Dog. Dude, he is. Dog. Dude, Jordan Addison is fucking legit, dude. Listen, Stanford's not that spectacular. All right, this is, I watched the game because I wanted to watch Elijah. Here's my takeaway from it. Caleb Williams is extremely talented, but he looks even better with Jordan Addison. Jordan, it didn't matter if he was covered. It didn't matter what route he ran. If Caleb threw him the ball, that man made a fucking play. He is a dog, dude. Dog. And the other thing is, Stanford started copying the same kind of offense that Wake Forest runs, which is like a very slow start. Slow match. Yeah. And that works when your quarterback, Sam Hartman, because he'll make the throws. It does not work when you're Stanford and you can't score fucking points. And it was frustrating because every time Elijah touched the ball, he made something happen. But they only threw him the ball three times. Like yeah. they 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 don't dish it out. They they keep it very. They're extremely predictable. They're extremely predictable as a team. And I saw it at my dad and I saw it after the first quarter. Like we could tell everything they're gonna do. And they're down by fourteen with three minutes left. Is it possible to come back? Absolutely. Is it probably probably not? But you still you still run a two minute offense. They're running they the ball. It. At their own 10-yard line with three minutes left. Yeah, they're running. And they punted. Yeah, they like, punted. what? In a yeah, in a no. rivalry game. Yeah, that that's Shaw. Shaw's got to go. Get, Shaw's got to go. Get him out. He's get him out. Because Stanford, that, so Stanford's pussy. historically a fucking powerhouse of football program. Yeah. But he's mm. he's killing them, dude. He's killing them. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. And that goes for any program. I'm sorry. I don't care how bad you think your team is. You are. No matter what, do not give up on your own players. No, because, because there you, is a chance. There is a fucking chance. There yeah, is a chance. You don't know what you don't know what happens. You could recover four straight onside kicks. You could have four plays in a row where you pop off for 80, 90 yard touchdowns. You have no idea what is going to happen in that game. You truly do not. And the fact that you gave up on your players before your players even did like you're only down you, 13. You're only down 13. There's three yeah. minutes left. You could score. You I'm pretty sure they had two timeouts. Dude, there, there, a lot, there's a lot of football left still there. And you just yeah. quit. Yeah. That, that's just disappointing to see. Um, I hope he gets out. There's a lot of coaches that just don't deserve coaching jobs right now. Um, and I, I think he's had his moments, but I just think he, I just think he's done. He, he's coaching no, the same way he coached that's, years ago. Yeah, no, sorry. Just not working. Uh, moving on from that, we had number 11 Oklahoma State taking on uh, Arizona State. Um, the spread was at 12 and a half, I believe, and we took it for Oklahoma State. Let me tell you. They covered, and Herm Edwards, just not it, man. Just Dude, not. Yeah, that I like guy. Herm. I was really excited for him to go to Arizona State, and he just hasn't done shit. He's got to go. He's got to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. That's sad, dude. I like him. He's very motivational. He's a great analyst. He's just he's not a good head coach. He's just not. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, really watch people that have game. their time. Oklahoma State put 17 up in the second quarter. That should not happen if you're a head coach. Yeah, no. Um. Moving on from that, we had number 21 BYU uh, taking on number nine Baylor. This game ended up going into double overtime. Game of the week, by the way. Game of the week. Game of the week. Yeah. Um, We did mess this up really badly because we said our lock of the week was Baylor um, plus plus three. three. That, no. Um, I will admit, though, it should have worked out for us. But then again, we have kickers. 
directly impacting dude, the game. No, fuck the kickers. Fuck the refs this game, dude. It was insane. It was terrible. I, Middle- I, I will never. I, I don't really. Oh, care no, about dude. No, refs. no. It was, it was atrocious. It was way over the top. A lot of missed field goals. Like you said. Um, what's crazy too is wide receiver um, Chase Roberts for BYU. He won our player of the week. Stepped the fuck up as a true freshman and true balled freshman. out, balled out in that game. Really helped the offense. Um, it was a fun game to watch, but it was just aggravating that any time BYU made a play, they got hit with a flag. Like it was, it was on the final drive. BYU was driving down the field. Excuse me, I'm gonna say Baylor made a play. BYU, they got hit with the flag. BYU was driving down the field. They do a little shitty screen. Middle linebacker, the, the running back has to jump up to get it. And the middle linebacker, I don't remember his name. Um, he's an All-American for Baylor, number five. Clean hit, extremely clean. Didn't hit him with his head, nothing. Just lit him up, hit him with a flag, throw it out of the game. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. it's like and the and Zach, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote you exactly because you said it fucking perfectly. Don't bl- don't get mad at the linebacker for making a great play. Get mad at your quarterback for putting you in a shitty position. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. Uh, also, what I've started to notice is the inconsistency of the personal foul or the targeting calls throughout the game. Same thing, the same exact thing occurred in the Kentucky UF game mm-hmm. against Florida, and they did not throw they didn't shit care at all. And yeah, no, they did throw, and they picked it up because they yeah. were like, you know what? It was just a football play. Like these these things happen. That's what a football play is. Like these guys just naturally like are playing their hearts out. There was no ill intent. You can usually tell when there's ill intent behind it. Like if you want to go like back, when the, LSU the LSU kid hit, yeah, yes, yeah, hit Jordan yes. Travis. That was fucked up. That was yeah, fucked up. Th- yeah. That, but but I will say this about the kid: he did reach out to Travis and apologize. You know, sometimes in the, yeah, heat dude, of the it's moment, a, it's a, in the exactly, it's an in the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's a in the moment heat of the battle. Like you know, you're out there. Like you're not out there to make fucking friends. You're out there to put a yeah. body through the dirt. Like you're talking. Literally, James Harrison is teaching nine-year-olds in football. He's like, "I want you to take his soul." Yeah. Like, yeah, this is what we're teaching our kids when it comes to this game. We're not. This isn't two-hand touch. Like injuries happen. People play the game hard. And like even Tom Brady said last year, he was like, "Why should I be rewarded for putting my receiver in a terrible position?" If because like back then when you played Ray Lewis, you could not throw a slant over the you middle. Died. You, you died. You would die. You yeah. would die. That's how it should be. Now, now it doesn't matter. You can just run spread offenses all over the field and be like, oh, if I force this ball in here, what's going to happen if you get hit? If he gets hit, hit too hard, guess what? 15-yard penalty will move up the field, and their best player is probably ejected. I like so, what you said with Tom Brady. You shouldn't. The quarterback shouldn't be rewarded for putting his receiver in risk. I yeah, like ever, yeah. ever. And I just don't get it. Like, I get you want to protect players, but there are some instances where they are completely disregarding their own protection. Yeah, They're putting themselves in harm's way, and we're expecting them to be rewarded. And the, for putting and the other thing is, way. too, Zach, is you can have a big hit that's clean. That exists. Yes. You can light yes. somebody up and it be clean. Like that's completely that's real. Yeah. It's football. You're wearing fucking pads. You know. Yeah. And the thing but is, now it just doesn't exist. I can't remember the name of the guy. I'm gonna look it up. I keep bringing this up and I keep forgetting his name. But there was a player last year that got hit with a. Uh, he got thrown out for targeting on the goal line to try to stop uh, a run, and he was like, "What the hell do you want me to do?" He goes, "The receiver catches it and he's falling into the end zone." He goes, "You want me to not hit him? You want me to just let him score?" And it's the same yeah. thing with that Baylor linebacker. Like, what? He just lets the kid catch the ball and run up the field? No, you, his job is to hit him. Light him it up. Was, it was clean. It was completely clean. He hit him right in yeah. the chest. But, like, it's just – it's uh, getting too soft, man. It's 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 like refs are trying to prove that they're protecting. You know, they're, like, doing a little too yeah. much. Yeah. And it, the same thing goes with the new uh, roughing the passer call this year. You're not even allowed to hit a quarterback now that is in the throwing motion. So what if he pump fakes? What if he pump fakes? Then what? Then, oh, he pump fakes, runs around. Like, do, 
Do you not understand how athletic some of these quarterbacks are? I literally watched Anthony Richardson do a jump throw yeah, 360 pump fake <laughs> yeah. while, st- while stiff-arming a Utah player in the dirt, and you're yeah. telling me he, he isn't allowed – like you're not allowed to light that man up? No. Like a part of being a quarterback, what they gauge you on is how well you're able to stand in the pocket and deliver a throw while you're taking a fucking hit. Like that's just a part of the game, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why we've gotten so soft in this aspect. Like, yes, I get it. I completely understand. Protect the players. Like, oh, we don't want these guys getting CTE. Bro, it's not my fault. We don't blame fighters for going out and doing fight camps every three months because they want another fight card. Yeah. No, they're warriors. It's what they want. It's yeah, what they, they ask No for. one's making them play football. Yeah, no one is making no them. No one is no making one is them making play them. football. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's getting ridiculous. But I'll, I'll reserve my thoughts for another time. You know, hopefully we'll be able to get football back to what it's supposed to be. Um. But after that game, were, we had those were our our must watch games. Now we got our upsets of the weekend. We're starting off oh, yeah. with our favorite upset, the one that made us super happy and put a big smile on all of us. Marshall going to Notre Dame and beating number eight Notre Dame twenty six to twenty one. Yeah, Notre and Dame. I was talking to a bunch of my Notre Dame friends, and they're like, "Dude, our this is this is this is this thing I gotta say." They're like. Dude, our quarterbacks are so bad. Like, we have such a bad quarterback room, blah, blah, blah. Your worst quarterback on your roster is a higher recruit than every quarterback on Marshall's team. Think about that. You're Notre Dame. You're Notre Dame. Yep. And yep. it's just horrible. You shouldn't have even – like, that shouldn't even be a thing. Um, It's great to see them lose. Now, as much as I want to just sit here and shit on Notre Dame, I'm going to defend them one – I'm going to say one thing to defend them. I, I am not a big fan of, of people shitting on Marcus Freeman for being 0-3 right now, okay? his first, Listen, let me explain myself. Let me explain myself, please. Let me explain myself. He should be getting absolutely shit on for this martial loss, 100 million percent. He should be getting <laughs> verbally bullied for that. I agree. But his first game ever was a one like a two-week notice. Oh, you're the new head coach against Oklahoma State in a power state in a New York Six Bowl, okay? And then your next game is at Ohio State is your first ever real game. Like, dude, you cannot you cannot shit on him for those two. You just can't. This one you can absolutely, absolutely. There, there. This is this is this is terrible, terrible, horrendous. I don't care how that, bad your quarterbacks are. You should be able to beat them regardless. Um, regardless of how bad your quarterback is, you know, one of their biggest things I thought was their defense. You know, I thought their offense wasn't going to be good, but their defense can save them. I'm looking at it right now. Um, Marshall own. Time of possession, 30 minutes and 47 seconds. Guys compared to Notre Dame's 29 minutes, you know, about even. Shouldn't happen. Um, Notre Dame had one more first down. Notre Dame won the turnover battle. Or no, lost, lost. They had three, they had three turnovers. Yeah, three Marshall times. had zero. Um, Marshall, Marshall had more total yards. 364. Where's your defense? Where's your defense? I don't care how bad your quarterback played. You couldn't stop him if you tried. Yeah. I'm 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 looking at and, and it wasn't like, okay. I'd completely get it if Marshall was whipping up some We Are Marshall movie shit, you know, Matthew McConaughey, like yeah. hook, and ladder, hook and ladder down the field. Dude, all of these scores, let me read them off to you. Four-yard run, PAT field, 21-yard field goal, 20-yard field goal, three-yard pass, 37-yard interception. Return. So it wasn't like it wasn't like Hail Marys or like one breakaway play. They were driving. Driving down driving. the field, walking it yeah. down your goddamn throat and yeah. putting it in your grill, in your Catholic home. Go ahead. Go to Mass on Wednesday. Repent all you want. Not even Jesus loves watching your football team. 
I'm sorry, zero and four incoming. Yeah. Um, who do they even play next week? Who does Notre I, Dame even play? I don't. I don't give a shit. Oh, Cal. Uh, they play Cal. They play Cal. L. L. This next one. Uh, this next one really hurts, man. A lot. This one really hurts. Uh, Washington mm. State beating Wisconsin, number nineteen Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Mm. We said it in the beginning of the season. This is one of the best on paper Wisconsin teams we've seen in a long time. Graham Mertz is the highest rated quarterback to ever come and play at the University of Wisconsin, and he fucking sucks. He's horrible. He's ho- dude. Look, before I even go into the game, Zach, let me just read off some stats, okay? First downs. Wisconsin had 22 to what the Washington State's 10. Passing, Wisconsin had 227 to Washington State's 200. Rushing, Wisconsin had 174 to Washington State's 53. Time of possession, Wisconsin had 38 minutes over Washington State's 21-58. Wisconsin completely outplayed them, but just and, – and, and look, they had three turnovers. So did Washington State. I, dude, the problem is Wisconsin runs the same fucking plays. They drive, 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 can't finish. Drive, 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 can't finish. I don't understand. I, Paul Chris has got to go. He's got to go. I, I, I'm a fucking huge Wisconsin fan, and I, I was big on him in the beginning, but he's got to go. He's running the same shit he's been running for the past fucking five to six years he's been there. It, it doesn't work. You got to adapt. You got to get yeah. – dude, all you have to do, all you have to do is get a good quarterback. The defense is gross. They shut them down at 17 points. The defense is filthy, okay? You just got to get a fucking quarterback and run real plays. Their play calling is horrible. You can't just depend on Braylon, Braylon, Braylon Allen the entire game. You can't. And it's it's yeah. fucking fr- – dude, it was frustrating to watch. Like, I was getting pissed off. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to really say anything about um, Wisconsin. I will say this, though. Washington State's head coach um, – Jake Dickert, um, he had always wanted to be a Wisconsin head coach. Um, he had always played for that position, and this this is one of the biggest games for him going into Wisconsin. And I don't know if you saw the video. I'm pretty sure I sent it to you, but um, that game meant a lot for him and his players. He had his boys ready going into Wisco. Um, I don't. I think Wisconsin was overlooking this team, and I truly believe he stepped up where he needed to, and he made a statement. You know, you don't want to give me a job as your coach. That's fine by me. I'm just going to go to another school over in Washington, and I'm going to coach my boys up to whoop your ass. And they did it, and I'm all for that. Love seeing that out of him. Super happy for him. Um, I, I agree, and I think that's awesome, but I still think Wisconsin was a way better team. Yeah. Way yeah. better team. Yeah. Just out-coach that game. It is what it is. But it moving was, forward. It's just like, ugh, I don't understand how you have that much talent on a team, and you can't, it's, and you can't do anything. Like, I, I don't understand it. It makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. Um, it's kind of crazy, um, to be honest. Only because The only reason I say that is because you can literally have a team full of five stars, but if you don't have a good coach, you might as well be no stars. You might, because he's got to go, dude. He's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah. At, at, the col- at the college level, it really doesn't matter. It really does not matter. To an extent, you can to break, an extent, of course. To an extent, to an extent. Yeah. But, if you're a power five program, you're, you're usually getting all the same guys. And there's like five to 10 guys each year that are like way above the pack. And those are your first round players that end up being like rookie of the year type caliber players in the pros. And there's nothing you can do about that, but everyone else roughly the same. 
roughly the same caliber of people that can be molded into the mm-hmm. perfect player for your team that you're trying to run. And to just not be able to get it done, especially especially a team like Wisconsin of that caliber, unacceptable. Well, and like one thing right before we go to the next one, like you said, Zach, one thing my dad always admired about Bobby Bowden is how he took a bunch of chances on three stars, even when Florida State was a national championship team. And he's like, the thing yeah. that Bobby Bowden liked is like, these five stars are getting worshipped their whole life. In high school, they didn't have any adversity. Like, look at DJU at, at, at Clemson. These three stars are trenches, guys. They're kids that, that didn't get loved. They're dogs. They're workhorses. They're hungry. So in college football, a lot of times when you have Texas A&M versus App State, those App State kids are hungry. They didn't get those offers. They didn't get the opportunity to play at Texas A&M. They didn't get that. So they're hungry and they're working hard. Versus these other guys are prima donnas and they think they, got, they get everything handed to them. You know, that, and that's another yeah. thing that makes so many upsets in college over NFL is that you, you, the hunger, you know, the hunger and the heart that you have in those games versus just pure rankings and some fat guy sitting for 247 sports reading articles of high school games and saying who he thinks is good. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, moving forward, though, massive upset. And how about them Kansas Jayhawks? Um, I know you looked up a stat. I think this is the first time they've been 2-0 since. 2011. And, the, yeah. and after in that 2011 season, they didn't win another game after 2-0. Jeez. I think I remember that, too. I think I remember that. They're, that was like the downfall of Kansas. But they ended up beating Western Virginia 55-42 in double overtime. And I know you're With thinking, like, how did they get to my two scores? Six. Yep. Pick six. Kansas 2-0. Rock chalk, baby. You want to talk about uh, a coach doing his damn job? How about the Kansas Jayhawks head coach? Because he is absolutely balling for him and his guys. Um, I actually had a statistic I had pulled up. I believe I had it shared. Um, yeah. So if we want to look at the top offenses in college football right now, number one, we have three teams tied for first. James Madison, uh, first year FBS division one program. They're killing it. They're killing it right now. Michigan and USC are all tied at 53 and a half points. Then at four, you have Kansas at 52 and a half points per game. I mean, just absolutely balling. And then at five, you have Georgia Southern, who has 52. By the way, by the way, let me just skip right to that game because I want to say something about this. Scott Frost, smell you never. You suck. You always suck. Great person. uh, Great human being. Great person. Good person. Great. Yes, you nothing suck, against you. Suck ass yeah. coaching football. Yes, yes, yes. You got you are the biggest embarrassment to Nebraska football ever. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Ever. I just don't get like, and we say it week in and week out. Why did they get rid of Bo Pelini? Like what? Like what? What? I don't. I don't get it. They should have never gotten rid of him. Yeah, you. You know, the thought process. Kind of makes sense. You know, you're on the verge of being like uh, uh, 100% like right there college playoff team. Dude, but they were right there with Bo Pelini. They went to two big They, they were. Yeah, they were. And then in their minds, they see a guy who's like, oh, my God, there's this coach down at UCF who's taking a non-power five and making them national, national champs. You know, you think maybe if we give them a Big Ten recruiting ability – and a Big Ten school, he'd be and able he to do a lot more. And he was a quarterback there, and he was alone. And he was a quarterback. You know, you, you think all these things line up perfectly for you, 
Turns out that was just the devil's temptation because he just fucked you for the next five to 10 years. I just think it's funny, Zach, because we talked about it last year. We talked about it even before we had a podcast. It's like they were so the, – the, the Cornhuskers fans were so built on we barely lost. We barely lost. We barely lost. And now they're like, why is it different this year? You guys are doing the same exact fucking thing you've done every year. I don't know why you guys are in such awe. And I actually, bro, this is really fucked up, but it's so funny. I I saw a video of a of a of a local like um like a local uh, news channel in in Nebraska that was like talking about Scott Frost being fired, and a guy called in. And he's like, I've beaten cancer three times, and that was easier to get through than being a Nebraska <laughs> Cornhusker fan these past five years. <laughs> I'd rather sit through another round of chemo than yeah, ever watch Scott Frost that. coach I beat football cancer game. Three fucking times, and that shit was better than watching Nebraska football these past five years. I mean, that tells you how passionate they are about. Their oh football. yeah, no, they're a great college football town. Like they're they're huge, but it's another thing where it's coaching. They have great recruits. They have an amazing. They have good talent on their team. They have very good talent on their team, but yeah. they suck. They suck. Oh, yeah. Um. The only piece I'll add about the Weber State over Utah State, you know, I thought Utah State was a great team. Uh, let me say this. Weber State ended up beating Utah State 35-7, to which was surprising to me because Utah State had a great year last, last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they returned a lot of players, thought they were going to be good. Weber State was an FCS school, absolutely dogged them. They're a solid, so, they are a solid FCS team, though. They're not a shitty FCS team, but still. Yes, but yeah, still. but still, um, you know, surprising. Kind of makes that. Kind of makes you question where Alabama is really at, truthfully, because you know I mean, they, they still them. blew them out of the fucking water. I mean, yeah, fifty-five zero. But then when you <laughs> they they only put up twenty more points than an FCS school, and they only gave up one less touchdown. That's a great. That's a great point, Zach Watts. So, so is is Weber State going in saying we want Bama? I don't know. I don't know. They probably are. They probably are. <laughs> they probably are. Trust me, Alabama needs that tune-up game, so they would gladly accept that for the 2024 season. Um, uh, do we have Auburn, Auburn? Yeah, Auburn barely beating San Jose State at Auburn, 24 to 16. You guys should have never gotten Brian Harson. Not that guy. His kids don't want to play for him. Coaches don't want to coach for him. The boosters hate him. I don't know how long he's going to be there. Um, why the hell you got rid of Malzahn makes it's making you look even stupider now, if anything. Yeah. Um, uh, Stu, I love you, brother, but Auburn Tigers suck ass. I'm sorry. Shout uh, out Ryan for Sharon. The um, last thing I, I want to say, say is, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah I was going to just bring up Scott Frost one more time. So I, was, yeah, know, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, just contract wise, they have to pay him 15 million more dollars. Um, if they would have waited three more weeks, they would only have to pay him seven and a half. Look, let me let me put it like this. If they had a guy call in and say essentially he would rather go through cancer again, I, I think they'd rather they, they would have probably paid a hundred million to not. I don't see think it's coaching. I don't think it's a money thing. I think it's an image thing. Like like yes. If them firing him shows like their fans and their supporters and like their recruits, like, look, we we want to change. Like we're 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 adamant about this as you are. Like they couldn't let Georgia Southern beat them, and then he stayed there. I don't think it's a money. Nebraska's got money, bro. They're old school. Like they they've been around. You know, I don't yeah. think it's a money thing. Um, what the other thing I wanted to go off this real quick before we go into next week's game, Zach. What do you think is next for Scott Frost? AFL. 
You think? There's no way. There's no way. Just going to the AFL, bro. There's no way. There's no well, way. Where's he? Actually, no. He's gonna. I think. I think he's a coordinator somewhere. I think he'll get a coordinating job somewhere. Colorado. Colorado. No, they're, they're rivals. They would not hire him. They're rivals. They would Col- not hire the Colorado Nebraska are rivals. They would not hire him. Colorado is the worst Division One program, dude. Colorado's fans are calling for themselves to cut the program. Yeah, to cut the fucking program. Yeah, but then why would they hire Frost? It makes no sense. And they're rivals. It's better than what it's better than what you got, bro. Nah, it's so I think, much better than what I, you got. I like. I've been seeing everyone saying that like Scott Frost is now going to be a coordinator on Saban. That's what they all do, which is hilarious. And like, I wouldn't be that surprised if it happened. But yeah. I, I think he'll get a coordinating job. I mean, the, he obviously knows something. If he he didn't just make that UCF team come out of nowhere, like he built them up. But uh, he, I, I think I think it was a happy power, accident. I don't think he's a power five guy. I don't think he's a power five guy. Yeah, no, not at all. Kind of like a kind of like a Taggart situation. You know, I just don't really see Taggart. I mean, I don't think Taggart's a good group of five guy, but I think he's a great I think he's one of the best recruiters. Yes, no, he's a phenomenal but, recruiter. Yes. But he just doesn't know where to draw the line between being like a a coach a that's hard on players and yeah. a friend. And yeah. that just can't exist. That can't exist. That can't coexist, I should say. So that wraps up Co- our uh, week yeah. two. Let's attack our week three games. Not as bit not as many big games as the first two weeks. That's usually how like the middle of the season kind of goes. But uh, starting us off, we got Florida State going to Louisville Friday night, 7.30 p.m. as a minus two and a half over Louisville, over under set at 56. Zach Watts, start us off here, brother, man. Yeah, man. Um, I really don't see the hype behind Louisville. I had a chance to go back and watch their game versus UCF. UCF didn't really have an offense, um, but it's UCF's defense that ended up costing them in the end. You know, they allowed their quarterback – to rush for over 100 yards and pass for over 200 yards. Um, it's not that good. This. It is not even like a good quarterback. Let me let me tell you this. Florida State, despite losing Jermaine Johnson and losing a decent amount of their front seven to the draft, um, you still somehow are ranked in the top 20 defensively in all of college football. Um, we had that one grad transfer on the D-line. I forget his name. I want to say pulling it up right now. No. Yeah, he's ranked as one of the best. Um, I believe right, so Jared Verse, he came from he Verse. came from Albany. He came from Albany as a FCS. Oh, he's team. Albany. He okay. he is the highest pass rush grade among Power Five players with a ninety-one. Yes, he is solid. Yeah, um, he's very good. I think Norvell will have these guys ready for Louisville. I think we will be able to shut down Louisville in that regard. I. Mm, you see, I think people are disrespecting Florida State by only giving us two and a half points. I get it. You know. We've beaten Duquesne, whatever, and we've beaten LSU, which we really don't know how good LSU truly is with Brian Kelly. Um, but let me tell you, LSU's still an SEC team, as much as I hate on the SEC, still a quality opponent. We should have beaten them by a lot more, if you're being honest. You know, we ended up having zero points off of turnovers within their 20 just because we were being overly aggressive, you know, running a pitch play inside the five and then going for on fourth. But, you know, beyond me, I just don't think Louisville has what it takes to get it done. And, you know, if they're finally going to face another Power 5 team, I think they're going to get exposed for what well, they, they really did. are. They did. They So this is my thing. I think you I, – I like Gus Malzahn. I like UCF. I just think that uh, – I think that they the UCF kind of sucks right now. And Louisville mm-hmm. still should have lost that game. But Syracuse beat Louisville 31-7. to Like, there's – I was telling Zach before we started the pod that – uh. This is kind of a hot seat game for me personally as an FSU fan for Norvell. 
um, it, over the LSU game because the LSU game was a toss-up. It was like, see what you can do. But this game's a guaranteed win. Like, everyone's looking at this like Florida State should thump them. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if they're going to be able to do that. And I think they should. But it would be very Florida State of them to make it a, a good game. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree. Moving to our next I am, game. I am taking I am taking Florida State minus two and a half, though. Yes. Agreed. Likewise. Uh, next, we have number 12, BYU, who jumped heavy in the rankings after beating Baylor. Again, they're traveling to Eugene, Oregon, to take on number 25 ranked Oregon. Um, Oregon's favorite at minus three and a half. The over-under is set at 57 and a half. Uh, let me say this. I will never bet on Bo Nix in my entire life again. Yeah. Ever. We ever. Give me, there, guys. Just give me the BYU plus three and a half. Um, screw that. Fuck the three and a half. I'm taking this. I'm taking the money line. I think BYU is going to beat them upright. Yeah, but you can, you can still take BYU plus three and a half. Yeah, but the money's better if you don't take the point. Like, if you just say they'll beat them straight up, you'll make more money. No, and you I'm make that. more money the other way around. No, because if you're taking the spread, it means you need the points anyway. But why would you need the points if you think they're just going to win? Yeah, but the spread means they can lose by three and a half or win. Yeah. So, so the way it would be set up, like, mm-hmm. if, like I'll just, I'll just pull it up now because I'm pretty, I'm more than confident that this is what it's going to read to me. But let's just double check for prosperity's sakes. You know, make sure we're not just speaking out of our ass. Um, I respect the journalism. Let me find it. Okay. So, yeah, if you were to take the straight-up money line, um, it's plus 140 for BYU and minus 165 for Oregon. If you were to take it with the spread, it's only uh, minus minus 115. Damn, so it's basically even. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you're looking at a plus 140 versus a minus yeah, 115. Yeah, we'll take, we'll take BYU money line. I like that. I just I – yeah. think- Another thing I wanted to say that I didn't – I forgot to say when we were talking about the Baylor-BYU game because we were, like, going on that <clears throat> roughing the pass and penalty rant. Mm. BYU's kicker missed two field goals. That would have ended the game before it ended. And when the game ended at the end, the starting quarterback for BYU, everyone rushed the field. They stormed the field, like all the fans. He ran straight – the head. The starting quarterback for BYU ran to the kicker, and the kicker was crying his eyes out, apologizing to him, and he hugged him, and he put his head in his shoulder. He's like, don't worry about it. We still won the game. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. And, like, that's fucking leadership, dude. That's straight-up leadership. The kicker obviously shit the bed. Everyone knows it. But that's not the time to shit on him. That's the time to bring him up. And and that yeah. quarterback's a fucking I, – I respect the hell out of that kid for doing that. Yeah. Uh, likewise, <laughs> I agree. Always pick your players up. You know, not everyone's going to have their best game week in, week out. And if they did, they'd probably be playing on Sundays already. That's just how it is. Especially Next if they're all, like, 35 at BYU. Yes. And they're all Mormons and going on their Christian trips and whatnot. Um. We're looking at you, Chase Roberts. You didn't respond to our DM. We're definitely going to hold that against you forever. But we're but we're still going to bet. We're still going to so bet. So far, on BYU. we got a uh, Florida State minus two and a half and BYU money line. Yep. Next is number twenty-two ranked Penn State at a minus three-point favorite, heading to Auburn, and this over/under is set at forty-seven. Hmm. Um, taking pins. Yo, wait, real quick, line. real quick, real quick. Are we gonna take the over in the BYU game? Ooh. Ooh. Let me. Okay, let me do a little research right quick. Um, because if 
if um, BYU Oregon put up seventy last week. See, now nah, I'm I'm not doing it. I'm I'm still not doing it because they BYU had less than twenty points going into overtime. They're they're yeah, two bro, star but Oregon, Oregon's defense is not Oregon's defense is not Baylor's defense. They are not in the same caliber. All right, I'll take the over. I'm down. I say with we it. take it. I say we we let our knots hang and take the over. All right, I'm down. Um, the only thing but, that would fuck us is Bo Nix. Yes, which he will. He will. That's why I just <laughs> he he's gonna fuck us again. I just know it. I just know that little uh, gimp suit. That gimp suit motherfucker is gonna throw for four interceptions against a bunch of thirty five year olds. But yeah. Get us. Get you talking about the next game we got. What, what we got going? Um, on? Ni- nice and easy. Um, Penn State is dog walking this dub. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to talk the over under because I can see both these. Sean Clifford sucks and TJ Finley sucks. So I could see it being like a fucking seventeen to three game. But I, I think yeah. Penn State's going to walk into their trap and and light that shit up. I don't. Yeah, see especially especially over Auburn's performance last week against yeah. San Jose State. Just I'm gonna take the ranked team anyway, and um, if it, if Sean Clifford honestly does that bad again, I don't see why you don't have your backup in there. I'm sorry, but dog shit. Yeah, but I thought um, he played good in their in their last game against Ohio. Yes, fair enough, but again, that's Ohio who this gave is, up 38. This is, this is Auburn. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Troy at App State. App State is. Minus 12 and a half. This is the college game day, game of the week. And I believe App State has earned this based off their upset of Texas A&M. By the way, the videos coming out of Boone, North Carolina. It is awesome. So, awesome. like, the the fans from both sides running down and meeting in the yeah. middle. Like, oh, my God. That shit looked amazing. Dude, that, city, uh, that city had to run out of alcohol that night. Easily. They flooded easily. the streets. It was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm taking App State money line only because I really don't know that much about Troy, and I don't want to disrespect them saying they're not going to cover the twelve and a half. Because usually, mm, yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I don't take, know. I'll take App State money line. It's safer. They're definitely going to win. Um, yeah, App State. I, dude, I wanted if I could if I could change one outcome of any game this year is I would have had them. I want them to beat UNC. I wanted them to beat them so bad. They, they should have. They shit the bed, shit happens, but they'd be a top 15 team right now if they beat UNC. Yep. Cool. Um, but you know, these things happen. But shout out Marquise Colvin, corner at uh at at Troy. I'm hoping you get a pick this weekend, brother. I'm really do. Let's let's get it. He got one against uh Jackson Dart, right? That's the name. At uh, Jackson Dart. At Ole Miss. So let's uh let's get one on Chase Bryce, brother, man. Hell yeah. Um <clears throat> next game we have Kansas heading to Houston. Houston is 10 point favorites. Over under is set on fifty eight on this game. Um, Kansas spread for sure. I'm just really looking at this over under. Yeah, that's what I was. Like, I was doing the exact same thing. Yeah, because um, you know, I you, we got to hit the over. You know, we're looking at one of the top five offenses in the country over on them Kansas Jayhawks. You know, rock chalk baby. So we're gonna I take Kansas they, Kansas plus ten. Kansas plus 10, and we're taking the over. Um, 58. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking the over 58. Sorry. But Kansas is putting up 53 alone. So um, I just need Houston to put up six. And let me tell you, 
if they're favored by 10, I'm expecting a close game, in my opinion. Call me crazy. That's just me. Next game, though, uh, I know for sure this is hitting the over because uh, Mike Leach is a goddamn coach in this game, and um, I don't know if Brian Kelly is going to figure <clears> shit out <throat> yet. Uh, yeah. We got Mississippi, Mississippi State, State minus two at LSU over under set at 53 and a half. Mm-hmm. I like LSU okay. winning this game. I think Mississippi State's a little overrated. I think LSU's getting a lot of hate from that Florida State loss. When I don't know why people can't just admit that Florida State's just fucking good. But um, yeah, holes, I, I like I like LSU. I don't I don't I'm a, I'll just do. You want to take the spread on that? No, nah, let's just take money line because if you're gonna win by if you're gonna win, it's probably by more than one anyway. Yeah, so we'll take yeah. uh, we'll yep. take we'll take LSU and uh, we'll take the over. Yeah. Um. Next game, we have Texas Tech heading down to number 16-ranked NC State. NC State is a 10-point favorite heading into this. Over-under set at 55.5. Don't know how I want to touch this line. I am taking Texas Tech, though, personally. This is where me and Grayson have our divide. I think NC State is overrated. I think Texas Tech went into Houston and pulled off a 33-30 win in overtime. They didn't go to Houston. They hosted Houston. Or they they hosted. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, but... They've hosted a lot. They've been to a lot tougher environments than NC State, and I think NC State has been some. Yeah, frauds. this is where uh, this is where Zach and I are going to disagree. I don't think NC State's that good. I think they're overrated. They should have lost to ECU. I just don't see Texas Tech coming to NC State and beating them. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to. Zach and I are going to have to do our first disagreement of the season so far, and I'm going to rock with NC State. I'm not going to touch the minus ten. I'm not going to touch dude, the I'm dude. Dude, NC State. NC State should have lost to Eastern Carolina. I'm taking NC. That's a rivalry game. Opening game of the year. Shit happens. I'm taking NC State over Texas Tech. We can disagree on this game. I, I think you're out of your goddamn mind. I'm telling you, I like their quarterback. I like their head coach. I think NC State's going to win. Um, oh, I, think, I think you're smoking the most amount of crack I've ever seen. Um, hey, we can disagree, bro. It's all right. We can disagree. There's nothing about Carter Finley State. Can we at least take Texas Tech plus 10? Can we at least do that? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll take, I'll take Texas okay. Tech. Okay. 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 Fair. That, that's a good fair. middle ground. That's a good middle ground. Yes. Yes, that's fair. I thought they were just going to beat them outright, but, you know, I, I'll reel, I'll reel it in a little. Yeah, but then if they still beat them, they win. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we both win that bet. Okay. Like Next that. is number eleven Michigan State heading to Washington. Washington, as an unranked team, is somehow favored over the number eleventh ranked team in the country at minus three and a half. Over under set on fifty six and a half. This game to me is fucking awesome. By the way, completely random. Two completely different stylistic teams. Two completely different conferences. This is an awesome matchup, in my opinion. Yeah, I honestly like. I'm gonna. I'm going to keep it super real. I have no idea. I've not been. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I don't know much about either of them. I know Mike Penix at Washington has been killing it this year. He's a dog. He's a Tampa boy. But Michigan State's defense and run, they're just a Big Ten team. They got a good defense with a solid run and solid offensive line. I'm going to take the under. It's over under 56 and a half. I'm going to take Michigan State plus three and a half with the under because I think they're going to slow it the fuck down and they're going to beat up Washington in the trenches. Yeah, um, Michael Penix Jr. is at Washington. That's what I just said. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, it's weird. Yeah, he's good. No, he's really good. Yeah, he's the, what's weird too. is Michigan State's 
Um, power index favors them 53, 53.4% to Washington's 46%. Yet they're underdogs. I'm just not really understanding where this is coming from. But yeah, we'll take Michigan State plus three and a half. I don't. Dude, yeah, Jalen Jalen Berger, he's the running back at uh at uh Michigan State. Michigan State. State. I want to say, yeah, yeah, I was right. He started at Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin. Yeah. He's very um, I, I think you Michigan, said we're, I'm taking the, under. taking the under. There's no way Michigan State's going to let them run up the board on them. And Michigan State doesn't run up the scoreboard themselves. I mean, what's what's 56 divided by two? 23. 23 ish. Uh, so each team, well, I mean, each dude, team went up. Michigan State so far it went we won thirty five to thirteen over Western Michigan and fifty two to zero over Akron. Yeah, I mean they're both averaging over forty points a game. Yeah, but neither one but, of them played nobody. Exactly. Um, Washington's averaging over five hundred and seventy one yards of offense. All right, we'll t- fuck the over under. We'll take we'll just take Michigan State plus three and a half. Yeah, I mean I'm down to take the under. I just you think it's gonna you think it's gonna rock. I don't, I don't know. That's the problem. I'm not too confident. I just can't see – I can see this up. game going two ways, and I can't see it anywhere else. I can see Michigan State winning a, like, 21-14, 21-10, like, slow grind-out football game, or I see Washington just blowing them out of the park with speed yeah. and spread. I don't see it – I don't see it being a, a high-shooting game back and forth. I don't think Michigan State's offense works that way. Yeah. Um I think it's just risky, just because I haven't watched enough to know. Yeah, um, we'll take we'll take Michigan State plus three and a half. All right, I'm with that. Yeah. Next, we have number thirteen ranked Miami heading over to the overrated as always number twenty four ranked Texas A and M. Um, I'm taking Miami plus five and a half. I'm not going to say anything good about Miami. Other I don't, don't want to say anything about them because I hate both these teams. I love Mario Cristobal though. I think he's a great coach. Um, I think Van Dyke's a good quarterback from Miami. I, I think just, he's overrated. I think he's overrated. Really? I think he's extremely overrated. I, I think he's played pretty solid against the – he's he's done what he's had to do against the teams they've played, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I'm not going to hype you up for what what I'm expecting out of you, but he has been solid. He's made some, he's made some good plays, um, I guess. But, yeah, I'm going to take Miami plus five and a half. It, I, it's a you want to touch the spread? You don't want to just take money line? Because Texas A&M's got a good defense. They they suck, but they got a good defense. Yeah, but Miami's not favorited in this game. Yeah, but what if they win by a field goal? Oh, that would still work. That would still work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, what? I, I'm straight with that. I like that. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Because I just – I don't know if Texas A&M is going to come back and, you know, have a good bounce back after App State. And I don't know if Miami's really that good, so I'm a little scared of it. Um, we're not really betting on this next game. We just wanted to bring it up. One of our former um, guests on the pod, Jalen Bussey, you know, shout out NDSU. They are going down to Arizona. And for some reason, Arizona thinks they have the balls to talk shit to one of the greatest powerhouses of FCS football in North Dakota State. Um, Arizona, you, you play in a desert. You're dog shit. There's no I'm odds, sorry. but they have it as Arizona State 57 er, – excuse me, Arizona has a 57.2% chance of winning. Yeah, I'm taking North Dakota State. Jalen talked about it in our – if you want to go check that podcast out, go check it out with Jalen Bussey. He breaks down how Arizona players already started talking shit about them – to them over the summer. So that's going to be interesting. I do think – Go Bison's. Though. I, I like the Bison in this. I, I'm taking – Go Bison's, baby. 
Yep, I agree. Uh, to round things off, we're going to look at some of the top 25 rankings. We're not really going to go through every single one of them. We're just going to say some surprises that we noticed. Um, and let me start by saying this. I tweeted about this earlier in the week because it really bothers the absolute shit out of me. I think the SEC deriding has gotten to an all-time ridiculousness. You know, you had you had Florida who ended up uh, beating – who did they end up beating those over? Oh, Utah, oh. seven-ranked Utah. Ended up jumping all the way to 12th in the nation where they didn't deserve to be. When they were, when they were unranked. You know, when they were unranked, you know, that's ridiculous. I don't know why that was even – thought like i don't know i have no idea why they even thought that was okay um then you know they go in and play kentucky kentucky beats them and what happens they barely drop florida at all and then raise kentucky to i'm i believe a top 10 team in the country or they're nine just, no no yeah they're nine yeah they went, nine up, 11 team spots. In the, they went up 11 went up 11 spots for beating a 12 ranked team you jumped you jumped higher than the team that you beat like I can understand BYU moving up to twelve. You know they have a tough ass schedule. They're constantly pulling. Yeah, shit they off. have a fucking legit ass schedule. Yeah, but I mean, Tennessee jumping up nine spots over beating who did they, who did Tennessee even beat again? Pitt. Beat an overrated Pitt team. Jump way up for no reason. Um, and then you have how did Utah win and go down? I'd love to know. I would love to know. How is Texas – so Notre Dame, Notre Dame gets punished for losing and gets – drops out of the rankings from eight, but Texas A&M stays at 24. Yep. Well, Texas A&M was the 12th-ranked team in the country. They dropped 18 spots. Dude, no, they were six. Or six, excuse me, sorry, yeah, oof. Yikes. Yeah, and – even then, because I talked about it and they were like, oh, well, you know, that's a lot different uh, considering you, our, uh, Oregon lost 49-3. Uh, to I'm like, they lost to the best team in the fucking country. In the country. In the fucking country. Yeah. Texas got ranked. <laughs> From losing. From, From losing. losing. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is just a joke. Who else dropped? Who else jumped a metric ass ton? Kentucky jumped. USC, I get Oklahoma, I get. I understand. I understand Oklahoma the Georgia. I, I understand the Georgia Alabama flip. Georgia's just been dominant. Dog yeah, no, no, I agree. The Alabama played a dude. One and two is the same fucking thing. Yeah, one, one through seven, I get. I get. Oklahoma State, little suspect. Kentucky, yeah, but who else you put there? BYU. You'd put BYU at eight. Yep. They beat the number nine team in the country, and based off how they've been sucking every other team off, why not? I feel like that eight to 15 is like a weird mesh. Yeah. Eight. I mean, no, honestly, put Arkansas there. I respect Arkansas. Yeah, no, I would, I would take teams. Arkansas. I would take Arkansas at eight, Kentucky at nine, Oklahoma State at 10. I like that. Or no, no, no yeah. Michigan State at 10, Oklahoma State at 11. BYU. I mean, right now, right now, I would put Arkansas at eight, Kentucky at nine, keep them there, Michigan State at 10, BYU at 11, Oklahoma State at 12. Yes. If we had our new college football playoff format, sorry, I keep yawning, getting tired, but Georgia would open things up against BYU right now. That'd be, that'd be a dog walking. Um, Michigan State would play out there. Really the top four get a bye. Oh, top four get by. So it would be Clemson versus BYU. 
I think BYU beats Clemson. I think BYU beats Last Clemson. Year, it was one game. It was one game. Bro. Nope. It was one nope. Game. It was one nope. Game. Sorry. I'm sorry. I think I think Clemson is so overrated. I think their quarterback is dog shit. I think their defense carries them a majority of the time. I think Dabo's reign is coming to an end now that he can no longer, you know, pay his players under the table. He has to just match what everyone else pays them. Sorry, don't don't really value their team, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, that's Prove me wrong. To, uh, that's everything Prove to wrap wrong. up week three. Thank you guys for listening. This will be out ASAP, Rocky. Make sure to check in on our picks. We're 32 and 13 right now. We're doing pretty fucking good. And uh, we'll have an NFL one coming out following this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And feel free to hit us up at any time on any platform. We'll see you.